It is party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode, episode of the Jad Prather Show. We're having episodes in here. I can't talk, man. I went to Chick Fil A this morning and tried to order a biscuit, and I couldn't even get the word out. Of my, like I was like, I want a bacon, chicken, cheese, egg, uh, omelet, biscuit thing roll. It was crazy. I th- you know why, Chris? Because I drank too much last night. I no, I'm not going to stop drinking. <laughs> We're going to drink on this yeah. episode of the Chad Brady Show. Hey, we're in the Mothership Studio 22. We rock it and roll it. We uh, got Puppet Master Mark is back at the helm. And, of course, Super Mario Chris Cruz flying us into the nether regions of all things insanity. And we're going to get you there. Uh, post-haste, my buddy from Daily Caller, Jorge Ventura, is in the hot seat today. Welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here, buddy. Oh, man, I'm excited. This is going to be fun. I already uh, know. Yeah. It's going to be way better than anything you ever do with Elijah Schaefer, trust me. I don't know if that's true or not. I like that's like I love going on Elijah and Sydney's show. You are here. If you're not so like you guys, I know you watch this show live. They're live or you watch our premiere at six central. They're live at six central on YouTube. So I know there's conflicts. Uh but um you know, they're kids. They're they're trying. <laughs> they're doing pretty good. And I like to look at Sydney. Um I like to look at Elijah too. Yeah, we, we, Elijah he's, gets he's getting fit. He's getting fit. He's looking he's really good. Um, he's still drinking a lot. He's drinking it. a lot, bro. And so the other day when I was with Elijah, you know, Elijah, it's no secret. He kind of looks at me like a father, you know. <laughs> he kind of comes to me and for counsel and wanting to know, you know, how to handle his woman. Uh, I tell him all the wrong things. And so anyway, um, yeah, he came to me and he, and he hugged me and stuff, and I was like, "Damn, dude, you are you get pretty solid." Yeah, yeah, he's looking he's better. He's solid. looking better. I'm getting pretty fat. That changes next week, Jorge. Okay. I'm moving tomorrow. We have a big Chad Prather expose special coming up on. It's going to be the 22nd of this month, Chris. Isn't that right? November 22nd. November 22nd. Cool. We've out. already taped it. Mm-hmm. We sat in here, and we're. I'm going to tell you all the events of my life for the last year. All the things you don't want to miss it. Uh, Chad, well, I rewatched that because uh, I was not paying that much attention when you were recording yeah, it. You're such a piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it really okay for me to post that show? Because you go unfiltered, not in a cursing way, but you literally yeah. open your chest. Yeah, I think it's okay. I think, okay. I think people need to hear it. Okay. I think it'll help people, actually. Oh, it helped I, me. I think <laughs> there's no helping you, Chris. I I think it will. Like I literally think it, it's there's some there's some nuggets in there that will help people if they watch that show. Hey, there's a lot of it's there's a lot, there's a lot of therapy. There's a lot of what armchair therapy. Armchair therapy. I like that term. Yeah, I like that too. I uh, I, I get I get a little visceral there. I, I kind of lay myself bare a little bit. Get naked before you and the Lord. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. The, that's a good one. That's that's show title right there. Get naked, naked before, before the Lord. Before the Lord and before <laughs> this audience and the Lord. Uh, but uh, welcome. I'm glad you're here, Jorge. We're going to have a good time today. Uh, I want to encourage everybody to go to watchchad.com. That's where all the fun stuff is. And I want you to get in the habit of doing something every day of your life going forward. Going forward. I know I ask you to do things like I told you. I wanted you to go to watchchad.com, sign up with your email address. I need that email address because that's how we're going to stay in touch. Uh, probably send you a note tomorrow. Uh, and it's me writing the notes, folks. I'm the one writing the little newsletters. But I want you to get in the habit of doing another thing. Every single day, whether I tell you to or not, every single day I want you to go to chadprather.com. Now, it's not fully live yet. 
not fully live, but it's our new blog spot. I'm going to be putting uh, some of my rants, raves, musings, and, and just my crazy thoughts about the world and culture at large on there. Have a little humor in there. Have a little, you, you'll be able to read it in my voice. You'll know what you're getting. But I want everybody, because here's what that's going to do. When you open those articles, there's going to be ads embedded in there. And those advertisers are going to pay based on how many times that thing gets read. So you know what? doesn't cost you anything to go help me get paid <laughs> that's a beautiful i love capitalism Jorge. yeah it's a hey, beautiful thing hey us, us patriots we got to make that money somehow out here man i know and you know exactly how that goes working at daily caller you got to get people to those articles yes sir uh that's the deal man we're going to get into some stuff not the least of which of course is the grueling and gut-wrenching kyle rittenhouse uh trial that has been going on today well it's been going on but specifically just heart-wrenching today uh, as kyle took the stand uh before we do that and take a break with the holidays coming up i want to welcome back some friends of ours vincero collective i love these dudes they uh, make those premium watches, the sunglasses, lifestyle accessories. And uh, listen, it's for you because you know what? You're worth it and you get it. Uh, if you want a gift to give somebody that's going to impress them this holiday season, Vincero Collective's got you covered. Uh, they got a collection and look for every walk of life. You find yourself in the office or out on the town, you know, all dressed up. They're reserve automatic. Check it out. It's a beautiful classic watch. If you like to spend time outdoors, they've got their uh, Outrider, which is rugged, perfect everyday carry accessory. Vincero is the perfect go-to for all of your holiday gift shopping needs, whether you're shopping for friends or a loved one, partner or a parent. Vincero has a collection and uh, colorway for everyone making it easy to find a great gift for that special someone so online shopping can be frustrating uh it, will it fit will it really look like this will it be broken in a week i promise you when they sent me my first vincero watch i was like damn and i'm a watch dude like i'm a like i'm naked oh, without my watch yeah and so when i put it on i was like this is a nice watch 365 day guarantee free return policy they got you covered so uh they're here to elevate your look because they know that when you look good you feel good so do yourself a favor check them out get yourself something get somebody get something for somebody else i guarantee you're gonna love it uh here's what i want you to do i want you to go to vincerocollective.com that's v-i-n-c-e-r-o vincero collective.com backslash watch chat they give you 30 percent off um uh, november 19th through 30th so you can get over there here in another week use code watch chad at checkout and uh, they support the show let's support them check out vincero collective we'll be right back Hey, happy birthday to the Marines. Uh, it's November 10th. Uh, Semper Fi. Uh, gotta love those Marines. They know how to party. Talking about drinking. Some of those dudes. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, they mess you up. <laughs> the, uh, uh, you're living in California, right? Yes, sir. When you moving to Texas? Maybe soon. Uh, we're looking at the at the Houston area potentially. I mean, I actually it feels like I've been living in Texas because I've been covering the border since March. So I've been in the like McAllen and Del yeah. Rio a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I love Texas already. The people are amazing, very welcoming, very different from from California. Very. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you say if you walk on the sidewalks of California and just wave hi at somebody, they'll like do a double take and be like, are you, yeah. "You talking to me?" And so, um, but yeah, here in Texas, people are are very uh, family friendly. Yeah. I caught myself a few years ago. I was in um, Hollywood and I was in West Hollywood, whole different world. And so I was at a place and I held a door open for a lady who was pushing a baby stroller. And I caught myself when I was holding the door. I was like, "Shit, she's gonna get offended." Like, I, like you never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> yeah, 
in California, right? I, I just have this picture of now Chad just hanging out in West Hollywood. Yeah, I, I just do. cannot. Yeah, everybody knows I, when I talk about going to West Hollywood and I show up in the cowboy the hat. Cowboy it's like hat. it's like a revival of the village people, man. They love me there. Uh, the uh, anyway, I'm glad you're here. I want to get into that. We, we'll talk a little bit about the border uh, and some of your experiences mm-hmm. down there. But let's get into this Kyle Rittenhouse thing. So Kyle's 18 years old now. Many of you know uh, that Kyle was involved in that protest that went on, and uh, he was 17 at the time. He was armed and and he was surrounded by some folks, and and he was literally fearing for his life. I mean, they, people who have seen the video, they know what was going on. They they were being pursued, being chased. Uh, one of the guys for the prosecution, uh, the, the guy he shot in the arm, actually said, yeah, I raised my gun towards him. Uh, that's kind of been an interesting trial to watch. Well, what was interesting know? about that too, Chad, is that um, the defense team made him admit that uh, that he lied to the police in the police report that when he chased Kyle that he did not have his firearm when he did. Yeah. And you know now he's seeking like $10 million from the city of Kenosha, um, but he never mentioned that he had that firearm. Yeah. So that was interesting to see that he, he got caught up on his lie right there. And, and the reaction of the prosecution is kind of funny when that guy's on oh, the stand because they're like, the, dude, the face bomb. you're killing me, man. <laughs> yeah, the face just... Bro, you're killing me on this thing. Um, but let's play a couple of clips in case you missed it. Here's, here's one of the prosecution uh, questioning Kyle Rittenhouse. Or shots at him, correct? Yes. You intended to kill him, correct? I didn't intend to kill him. I intended to stop the person who was attacking me and trying to steal my gun. Since there you go, um, and, and that's the thing. Like they're they're really trying to make a uh, a sacrifice out of this kid. I mean, they really are trying to set him up as as the fall guy for, you know, any anybody that has a firearm anywhere across the United States. I mean, this is ooh, such evil, evil doers out there, these Second Amendment guys. Um, and, you know, people have all kinds of speculations out, out there about this case. I get everybody has their opinions. I'm reserving mine at the moment. Um, and then uh, Kyle had a pretty rough go of it there for a little while, though. They actually had to go to a recess because he broke down. It was really kind of heart-wrenching to uh, watch. We're going to show it to you. Play that clip, Mark. That's what I run. You know, you can imagine from the perspective, of course, you know, I just had uh, Kyle's mom here in studio and, and spent some time with her. We've heard her interview. Very passionate. Uh, obviously, it's her child. Uh, anybody that's a parent uh, knows how gut-wrenching that would be. Imagine if you that was your kid. It was, you know, and again, he put himself in a very ser- serious circumstance. I mean, li- a life was lost. Someone else was injured uh, seriously and severely. Um, but again, that's not the issue. The issue is, you know, that right to defend yourself. And this is what they're attacking in regards to this. Um it, so it's going to be interesting. I mean, how this thing comes out and how the media spins it, mm-hmm. it's going to be it's very concerning to me on it how is. this thing, because I think it's going to be a huge impact for all of us. Uh, how do you think this thing turns out in, in, the, in the grand scheme of the public eye? I think right now, especially after today, I, I do think that it might go to a mistrial. Yeah. Um, what was also interesting, there was a video floating around on Twitter and it was a, a 
supposedly George Floyd's cousin saying that we yeah. we have people in the um, in the courtroom taking pictures of the, of the jurors just in case this doesn't go our way. Yeah. So that that right there was very um, alarming to me. But I think after seeing what's happening today, the judge battling with the prosecution team, I think this might go to the mistrial. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I think that. Um in fact, take a look at what the judge had to say to the prosecution. Play this clip. In this case, because to me, what I've heard in this trial, and by the way, Mr. Richards absolutely correctly points out that just hours ago, I said I had heard nothing in this trial to change any of my rulings. That was before so the why? Testimony, Your Honor. Pardon me? That was before the Don't testimony. Don't get brazen with me. Uh, uh, you knew very well. You know very well that an attorney can't go into these types of areas when the judge has already ruled without asking outside the presence of the jury to do so. So don't give me that. That's number one. Number two, this is propensity evidence. I said at the time that I made my ruling, and I'll repeat again now for you, I see no similarity between talking about wishing you had your AR gun, which you don't have, so that you could take fire rounds at these uh, thought-to-be shoplifters. And the incidents in these cases, which are not... There's nothing in your case that suggests the defendant was lying in wait to shoot at somebody or reflecting upon the shooting for a vast amount of time. Every one of the incidents involves uh, matters that involve seconds in time. So I don't, I commented at the time, I don't see the similarity, and I don't see the similarity now. I kind of uh, love the Kenosha, Wisconsin-ass accent, you know? Yeah. Don't you get brazen with me. Bring me my cheese curds, because you're really pissing me off. <laughs> <My cheese curds. laughs> you know, it's not a curd if you don't hear the squeak when you chew it. Uh, it like, I, I don't know. Too bad, you know, I, you know, you try to hold out hope. I mean, you try to hold out hope. That there is, um, there is some sort of common sense that's out there, mm-hmm. and there is some kind of impartiality when it comes to the justice system. Yeah, because they're trying to ruin this kid's life, and in many ways they have. Right? I already think it already has because it's like even yeah. if uh, you know Rittenhouse gets off, I mean, look at his life now. It's yeah. not like he could just go get a job and go to school. I right. mean, he's going to be painted at this as this white supremacist kid yeah. um, forever. So, it's... and you're always identified mm-hmm. in that regard. Uh, what what was the name? George Zimmerman? Jim George Z- Nope. Wasn't his name? Right? Zimmerman. I mean, dude, I mean that's been how many years ago the Trayvon Martin thing? What was that? Like two thousand twelve ish? Yeah. Under the uh, Obama years. Under yeah. Obama. So that was like that was nine years ago at least, almost ten years ago. And it's like George Zimmerman, of course, he's a putz. I mean, he kept getting in trouble with the law, doing yeah. all kind of crazy stuff. But you're always identified. With, with those things, right? And Kyle, look, Kyle's a young guy, a guy, and we all been young, and we made mistakes, but it's just like his, you know, it's just that moment is going to be, like you said, it's always going to be attached to him wherever yeah. he goes, and it's on video, and it's a traumatic experience that he has to, to you know, re- relive. It's, I mean, it's not the sad. least of which is is shooting another human being, right? Uh, not everybody's a stone-cold killer like me, but, <laughs> you know, sometimes, I mean, you got to carry that. You yeah. know, that's a hard deal. I mean, you really do. Um, that's... Uh, it's a bad thing. Then you have people who, obviously, they would love nothing more than to put hits out on him. They mm-hmm. want to dox these jurors, as you talked about George George Floyd's brother talking about that. I mean, who the hell made that dude relevant? Uh, it, it, it's amazing to me how people just come out at this stuff. And God, I, I mean, I'm glad Elijah's not here because this would be a turned into a whole big slam on Black Rifle Coffee Company oh. and everything else. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's just been a just a 
shit show from the beginning, right? I mean, the whole thing is a just a, it's a tragic, tragic mess. And, uh, it, you know, we're not we haven't seen the end of it. But again, back to my point, I think that I hope there's some form of impartiality. I mean, at some point in time, you have to realize that the Second Amendment is in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. It is in the Bill of Rights. It's there. Uh, you can carry a firearm. You can carry a firearm if your life is being threatened. You know, I told some folks I was at a campaign event last night. Donate at Prather2022.com. This is Chad Prather, and I approve this effing message. There was, um, you know, I, I talk. I, I always talk about, we talk about the border, and we'll talk more about this later on. I said, but there's some cases where, like, if somebody breaks in your house, shoot them. Light them up. Shoot them. Yep. I mean, you know, it's so, but now people want to, you know, like what we, one of our advertisers, one of our sponsors, U.S. Law Shield. Because you know that you're going to get in trouble mm-hmm. if you defend yourself. Yep. I mean, so what in the hell is the Second Amendment for in this situation? You know, they got, he, you see the footage, and there's plenty of uh, video that's now surfaced and been released. You know, they were coming after him. The, the kid, the other dude, testified that he put his gun up first at, at yep. Kyle. In which he lied to the police in the police statement. He he never admitted that he had a firearm. So yeah. that's a, I think that's a, that's a big deal. That is a huge And if deal. Kyle doesn't defend himself, they're going to stump the guy's head off. Yeah, I mean, the they got the clubs, street. they got bats. Yeah. They got, and they're, they're like, like six you know, people you, on them. You can hear people saying, get him. You know, go get him. Um, I mean... I mean, one guy jump kick Kyle. I mean, if he does, I mean, if he, if he didn't have the firearm, they would have just stomped him out right there, and he right. would have been, you know, he would have he would have died that night. Yeah. So I mean, what are you, what are you looking for? I mean, we've already seen, uh, you know, God, what is this? The Elijah Schaefer show at this point in time. You saw Elijah's <laughs> clip, you know, when the riots were happening back in Dallas, and the kid comes running out there with the sword, and they beat the crap out of oh, him on the skateboard. That was, that was brutal. That was uh, we've even seen Elijah get punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was with him that night in uh, in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Well, not just that. We had someone point a gun. Put a gun in Elijah's face. And collect it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad Elijah's still with us. I'm glad Elijah's not armed. You know? Oh, I know. Uh, I mean, he is now. He finally got armed. (laughs) He's armed now, yeah. Um, But, uh, oh, my gosh, dude. I mean, what, what is the Second Amendment for? My God, you're you're gonna ruin somebody's life over this, and then you live in the scope of the eye of public opinion, you know, and that That's jury is so unforgiving. Um, because let's face it, people are just assholes, man. Um, and everybody has they everybody plays judge and jury on these kind of situations, but at the end of the day, man, this is man, it's this is a it's it's a bad deal. I feel for this kid, I'm praying for this kid, I'm praying for his mom, his family. Uh, everybody's involved in, and again, you know, I look, I, I understand people are, well, a life was taken. Yeah. Well, you know, could have been a couple. Right. I mean, be glad it wasn't more than that. You know, that big old F around and find out. I mean, stop effing around. Uh, that's, that's one, that's one way to not get shot is <laughs> quit jacking around with people. <laughs> yeah, that will shoot you. Find out. Yeah. I did, uh, you know, come out next week. I did our buddy, Clint Emerson, uh, former Navy SEAL, retired Navy SEAL. Uh, he's got a podcast. Can you survive this podcast? He puts you in a scenario and he asks you this mm. question. Now, would you do this or this? And then there's a, there's a correct and a wrong answer. Would you do this and this? And my deal was a, a kidnapping scenario. It, and I passed. I survived the podcast. <laughs> I was nervous because I was like, I'm going to die right off the bat. Um, and uh, I survived. But, you know, you put yourself, you, when you start getting into these scenarios, so, so just the fact that him asking me those questions on a podcast, we're kind of making me nervous. Like, what's the right thing to do right. here? 
imagine being in that for real, right? Which you have been. I mean, you've been there. You've seen crisis events like uh, we talk about Elijah and, and being out there with riots going on and protests. We, we've all been in those things. It's, it's nerve-wracking. It's unnerving, right, to be there. Uh, but then you got somebody that's actually coming at you. You know, like, I, I mean, it's one thing to be in the football game and the quarterback actually throws you the ball and you're like, oh, crap, catch it. Uh, it's another thing when somebody's coming at you and you're right. like, oh, dude, they're coming to me. It, and what was interesting too, Chad, I mean, just, just a month ago, I was reporting in the Yuma, Arizona sector, and we were filming these human smugglers smuggle migrants, and one of the human smugglers actually um, almost pulled his gun on me. He was wow. actually armed. And I was put in that situation where it's almost like, you know, fight, fight or flight, and I wasn't armed. Um, I was able to get away from the situation, but it also makes me nervous saying if I was armed and let's say I did, did defend myself, I feel like I'm still going to go to jail right. and you know be under investigation. So it's just it's just a tricky scenario um, right now with this whole Second Amendment battle. They want to make it bad, man. They want to yeah. make it bad, and that, that way you're like, oh, it's not worth it to even right. have guns. Right. It's that's not that, even that's worth how it. I kind of felt at the border. So yeah, um, yeah it just happened in Yuma, Arizona. We, we published a picture on Twitter, and it, it went pretty viral, and uh, I'm grateful that Border Patrol did a whole investigation trying to find that that member they, they expect him to be actually with the cartel since he he was armed so yeah let's talk about that when we come back after the break uh because that's that's interesting stuff for sure uh hey are you looking forward to a big thanksgiving meal it's actually my favorite meal thanksgiving i love all that stuff uh thanksgiving meal needs a heftier wine this year especially i think we all deserve something bold <laughs> with flavor and complex personality it's gonna be cowboy wines <laughs> from bonner wines that's right uh, imagine pouring a glass over Thanksgiving dinner that comes directly from the highest vineyards in the entire world, 6,000 to 9,000 feet in the air. Any higher in the grapes wouldn't be able to survive, but because of that, they're at that altitude in the vineyards, it actually makes a tougher, stronger, more flavorful grape. Uh, blackberry, leather, smoke, and a little dark cherry, it really packs a punch. Man, we got drunk on this stuff on election night in here doing the covers. <laughs> we got ripped, dude. Uh, it's good to say. I mean, listen, this wine will get you set back. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Uh, but it makes actually makes your food taste better, uh, and it helps. It actually Malbecs actually help you digest better. It's good, good stuff. Uh, it's one of the finest wines out there, and they got a whole collection of them. You can visit cowboywines.com. They're going to get you the top quality stuff. They're going to give you fifty percent off. They probably give you fifty percent off on the shipping too. Uh, if you go to cowboywines.com, straight from Argentina, they're going to bring it down the Andes Mountains on the back of a goat or something, <laughs> and they're going to put it on an airplane and ship it straight to your house in time for Thanksgiving. Uh, call me up. I'll come over. We'll drink some of these Bonner wines together. Go get it, cowboywines.com. I love them. Uh, go see him. We'll be right back. And welcome back. Folks, you know how you can tell when a member of the mainstream media is lying to you? They have a very curious tell, and you can spot it if you look closely. It's anytime their mouth is moving and sound is coming out. Uh, their latest attempt at journalistic sleight of hand, which has been about as skillful as it has been journalistic, is to convince you, the American viewing public at large, that critical race theory isn't being taught in schools. And here's the thing. We all know that it is. We've all seen the videos. We've all heard the stories. We all know that this is something real. And whether it's called critical race theory or not doesn't matter because the result is the same when teachers are pushing its ideas into your kids' ears every chance they get. Now, we've recently seen it right here in uh, Texas, specifically South Lake, Texas, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. But the point I'm making 
is that the woke media is betting the farm on the notion that you, the aforementioned viewing public, are so colossally stupid that your brain will hit this minor linguistic speed bump and then just stop functioning. It's insidious. But the good news is that it's not very creative. And that lends credence to a notion that's almost too good to hope for. The left has been caught with its pants down on a sociopolitical issue and is only now when it's far too late realizing that they can't back out of it. Now, for decades, they've pushed and pushed and pushed their agenda, and we've continually fallen back further and further. The ideological underpinnings of critical critical race theory have been around for a long time. Of course they have. But the left stepped over the line when they went after our kids. Now, I mentioned Southlake because on Tuesday, voters elected the third school board member in a row who's committed to eradicating that school's, quote, diversity plan. Said plan calls for things like creating a system to track microaggressions and incidents of discrimination, as well as basing the school's hiring policies on the basis of diversity. It's over 40 pages of hardcore woke, folks. Now, let me pause here and say this. If anyone watching this buys into the media narrative that this diversity plan doesn't flow from the same poison well as critical race theory, may I suggest that you sit back in your seat, get comfortable, and try not to lick the windows because the short bus will be coming to a stop very soon, and you can get off and find somewhere safe to be. Now, the voters in Southlake have awakened to the same realization that communities and at least some of their school boards are waking up to to this all around the country right now. Our kids are in extreme peril from a school system held in thrall to the woke mob. The potential sacrifice of an entire generation of our kids' minds on the altar of leftism poses an existential threat to our country, and even more importantly, to the the lives and well-being of those who we hold most dear. Now, I can't put it any plainer uh, in any simpler terms. Leftist thinking is a curse. It is a blight on humanity that cost untold millions of lives and ruined billions more. Man is an individual first and part of a community second. But in the twisted worldview of leftism, only the collective matters and your individualism is a thing to be snuffed out at the earliest possible moment. There's no earlier possible moment than childhood. Now, I'm proud of my fellow Texans for standing up and doing what's right. Victorious battles like this one may point to a winning of the war someday, or it may not. But listen, I stand by the notion that you'd probably do well to pull your kids out of public school if you can. But if you can't, maybe it's time to think about running for your local school board. This, these bullshit ideas will not fight themselves. You know they won't. So it's up to you, folks. So let's stand together on this thing. It's absolute insanity. These are public indoctrination camps, these, these, these schools are. They truly are. And you've heard me say it over and again, over and over again. The tree has grown through the house. What do you eradicate? You get rid of the house, you get rid of the tree. What do you do? You, you got to tear it all down. It's all got to come down. We got to burn this thing to the ground, man. These are indoctrination camps. They're brainwashing camps. They're built on the Dewey Man system of humanism and socialist thinking. And they're trying to turn your kids into little Marxist communists. It's the tr- truth, man. I'm sorry. Every bit of it. Your kids are graduating after four or five years in college with a degree in undecided because they don't have a damn clue, one, who they are or how to think critically or with any complexity of thought. So we got to get them out of this garbage. I mean, would you send would you would you would you send your kid to the concentration camp every day? Would you? You're like, but I got to I got to go to work. I got to have a job. I got to pay the bills. Somebody's got to pay for the cell phone and the Xbox. Christmas is coming. They're going to unload those freaking cargo ships one day. It's such an interesting topic, too, it Chad, is. because we just had the Virginia race, and that was an issue that Youngkin won off, was education. And yeah. another interesting stat about Virginia is Youngkin beat McCullough um, on the Hispanic uh, vote by nine points. So it's showing you that these Hispanics, immigrant parents, 
they don't like the CRT, you know, pushing this hypersexual right. content. This is a, a real great opportunity for the right yeah, to get yeah. those voters, these immigrant voters, these Latino voters, and push them. Because, you know, these immigrants and, you know, Latino voters, they're family-based first. They're very socially yeah. conservative. This is a great opportunity for the right to get that. I had, um, I'm glad you said that. I had a... Um had someone who came to a campaign event the other night. He was Hispanic. He holds mm-hmm. office in Texas locally. And uh, we were talking about the Latino voters. And so talking about my efforts, what I'm doing, because I'm pretty involved in that regard. Because the Latino vote, the Latino Texan, let's, let's say, mm-hmm. has been largely ignored by the right over the years. Uh, they don't go down to the Rio Grande Valley. They don't spend any time in El Paso. In fact, one of my opponents... Uh, in a conference call with our um, scheduling people and some campaign managers. I won't say who, but uh, one of them said, we don't plan to campaign in El Paso because there's only 15,000 registered Republican voters there. I said, well, we'll go down there and get those. That's a huge mistake. Huge mistake. mistake. And if you look at uh, 2016 when Clinton ran against Trump, all those border towns in, in South Texas are overwhelmingly Latino. But they swung to Clinton, and it wasn't yeah. even close. Fast forward to 2020, all those all those counties swung to Trump off the border and those issues. Because those when they see the problems firsthand, they get sick of it. And like I said, the left is opening it up. McAllen, Texas, just voted in their first Republican mayor. That's so exactly and, right. and, and, and he's Latino, yeah. Javier Villalobos. So right now is that opportunity for the right. Like you said, if you could get down there and talk to him, like I said, they're already socially conservative. Just say, hey, we're, we're going to be here for you. We hear you. We're going to protect your borders. Yeah. And we're going to be family first party. You're going to win that, those Latino voters. I think, Virginia, like I said, Virginia was just a great example that Latino voters are very involved in their kids' education, and they don't want to see RT right. hypersexualized content um, in it's their children's insane, education. Dude. So I've received the verbal endorsement from the uh, the mayor of Odessa. He's Hispanic. Um, we know about Villa Lobos down in mm-hmm. McAllen. I've been there numerous times. I've been down in Del Rio, in Valverde County, numerous times. Uh, we've got another rally coming January 22nd down in the valley. Um, you know, calling it rally in the valley. Got a couple of them coming actually, but it's it's going to be awesome. Uh, and again, people are people are, they feel forgotten, and and they feel like this is what you take ideologies, make them into policies, and you try to push them on people. And they when they violate your values, as it does specifically exactly. the Hispanic community, they're like, uh. Uh-uh. No. And, and Chad, I've been, you know, I was interviewing a, a lot of Latino families in Del Rio when they were hit with those 15,000 Haitians. Yeah. Um, look, obviously, Biden deserves a, a lot of blame for this, but, you know, Governor Greg Abbott has not been strong on the border no. as well. And those Latino voters feel that he's not visiting them. He's They're, they're not hearing, hearing out their, their issues. And they say, why does it take, you know, for 15,000 Haitians to come to finally us to get that that attention? So, yeah, they feel they feel left out. A lot of those those border towns when I interview them that, uh, yeah, Greg, uh, Governor Greg Abbott is not he's doing not enough. Doing it. Yep. Not doing it. People say, oh, it's because you're running against him. No, I'm running against no. him because he's not doing it. No, I can tell you about, about like myself firsthand. I'm, I interview these people and talk to these folks from Uvalde, Del Rio to McAllen, El Paso. They said, where is the governor on, his, on these issues? Um, I was interviewing Uvalde Mayor Don McLaughlin, who says, I can't get Abbott or Senator Cruz to give me a call back yeah. on this stuff. So they feel forgotten. And you can't forget about the, the, um, that part of Texas because it's a strong Latino voter base. And if you could get them, um, they'll, they'll stick around. They're loyal. They are. They are. Are and they and they don't they're no nonsense. Mm-hmm. They they know their values and they're no nonsense. They're not going to break away from it. Um, tell us, go to a quick break again. I got a couple of questions I want to ask Jorge. Uh, you know, fall is here. I love it actually. This time we're actually getting a little bit of fall here. Uh, it's a little bit cooler weather, and it's actually more than just a day or two of it. Because normally we go from a hundred degrees to thirty degrees almost within two days. 
but it, you know, it, the flu season comes around. We do, we do still have the flu, I think. Last I checked, um, <laughs> you want to beef up your immune system with something that's tried and true. Try a dose of real fruits and vegetables, the kinds you get in Field of Greens. Field of Greens, unlike any other superfood, because it uses real USDA organic fruits and vegetables, packed with antioxidants. It supports heart health, metabolism, blood pressure, and digestion. It's pre and probiotic. It's great for everyone in your family. And unlike other nutritional drinks, which rely on only one vegetable, Field of Greens has. 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables. So taking Field of Greens is super easy. Just put one scoop in a glass of water, stir it up, drink it, and you're done. Here's the best part about it. It actually tastes good. Go to BrickHouseChad.com. Get 15% off your first order with promo code C-H-A-D. I spell it Chad at checkout. Give it a try. Your body will thank you. BrickHouseChad.com. BrickHouseChad.com. Use promo code Chad. We'll be right back. We've been sitting here this whole time talking about drinking, Jorge, and we haven't drank. Here, take yours. Right I'm there. ready, sir. You just did a documentary, right? Yes, sir. Cheers to that. Cheers, brother. Here's to the success of the documentary. We got a little uh, clip of it. Play that thing. Someone brought them here. They're probably working off uh, whatever funds they owe for coming to America. And roughly two to three plants, depending on their height, can make a pound. These should be one pound bags. Our plant count, since they've already gone through it, this one's sitting on 287 inside there. One bag is worth uh, anywhere from, I, I would say the product, the quality that we're seeing out there, it's 12 to $1,500 for one bag. Our 140 pounds of process is probably inside this location. So you're talking a minimum of 140,000 for this one. And if this bag goes to the East Coast, it's selling like a times three. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, three to four times. That other one was closer to 160. So between two, you have $300,000 in product at the location just at the first two. You know, I took the gender unicorn test the other day. And let me just say, based on my findings, you look good on, on camera. That's good. You look good on camera. <laughs> Thank you, man. That's it. solid, yeah. dude. I mean, you look like a good little investigative journalist <laughs> popping off there. I, <laughs> like, that's you, good. I'm glad I got the chat endorsement on that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> man. You, you do that. Cartelville, USA. Uh, fantastic stuff, dude. I can't wait to dig into that thing. Uh, that is fantastic. Because, again, dude, I'm so passionate about this thing. The money that they're making the cartels, oh, I mean, the influence that they have on this side of the border, just insane, scary, dude. scary stuff. And and that right there, Chad, we, I really try to focus on highlighting these cartels because in that town, it's in the high deserts of California. Yeah, it's three hundred miles away from the border, so we're not talking about a San Diego. Yeah, and these communities now are being taken over by these drug cartels, and they're now just kind of you know you got working class Americans who are stuck in the middle of these wars, and they're starting up these illegal marijuana operations. Now, I know that when when people hear illegal marijuana, they shrug their shoulders. They think that it's like just Cheech and Chong out there smoking pot. Right. They have no idea there's a huge criminal element. And you're going to see in, in that clip too, Chad, that um, the Chinese mafia is involved and they're smuggling migrants and forcing them to work at these grow-ups. So mm -hmm. we're seeing in real time labor trafficking on American soil. So in L.A. County right now, Los Angeles County, they have over 500 illegal marijuana grows. Our, the, the county next door, which is San Bernardino County, yeah. has over 1,000. So just between two counties, we have close to 2,000 illegal marijuana grows controlled by Mexican drug cartels, Chinese mafia. We're now we're seeing the Armenian crime
crime organization get involved with this business. So we're seeing labor trafficking, sex trafficking, water theft at a very, very high level. For those folks who live in California, know how important that water is to us. Yeah. But it's also the violence. Our homicide rate has gone up in the desert. L.A. County Sheriff are finding bodies that have been shot and killed in the desert connected to these illegal marijuana girls. Yeah, so people, people don't understand. This is a violent situation mm-hmm. we're in. Everything connected to it. It's it's it is a culture of death, death and cash, right? And once you know your human life doesn't matter compared to. And again, you 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 look at what the you talk about Chinese cartels and Armenian cartels. These are not people who value human life. Anyway. Oh, absolutely not. You know what I mean, you look at what the Chinese government does to the to the Uyghur Muslims. I mean, you know. Uh, you think you give them a little bit of power. What do you think they're going to do here? And this this problem all starts from not having a strong border. Right. So a lot of Americans think like, oh, well, you know, what's happening at the border is not going to affect me here in my town. Well, the fentanyl is coming in. These drug cartels are coming in. And, and that you know, these communities up there in California, like Anila Valley, Palmdale, Ninac, San Bernardino, like Feeling and, and El Mirage, they now have drug cartels living in their backyard fighting for territory. And law enforcement can't keep up with the power. And like you said, the money that these operations, I mean, we were on operations that were Making millions, millions of dollars. So why, you know, for them, it's like, why would we not do this if the policies are going to embolden us? Yeah. So, it, and and here's something I've been telling people in my my campaign talks, and people don't realize this. They're like, well, why why didn't they close down the border? Because there's money in keeping it open. Yep. People don't want to admit that, but there's money. Like I read a Forbes magazine article uh, this past week that talks about, so based on several different studies that I've read, and this kind of summarized it. That talks about open borders. Would if the estimates are it would lead to a growth of a hundred trillion dollars in the United States? Open borders would, for various reasons that I'm not going to go into right here. But that's why these governments, big governments, even Austin, Texas, Sacramento, mm-hmm. uh, Washington D.C., we know that they don't want to shut the border because they're incentivized to actually have it as open as possible. Right. And then, you know, what people need to realize is these cartels and human smuggling groups, they're bankrolling in right now with this migrant crisis. I was speaking, one Border Patrol agent mentioned to me that these human smugglers and cartels are making up to $14 million a day just off the smuggling of humans. We're not even talking about the drugs and the fentanyl that's coming in. And now that the border is more open and our Border Patrol is overwhelmed dealing with all these migrants, that fentanyl is making its way um, easier into our country. One agent mentioned to me that just between last year and this year fentanyl has already increased by 600 percent into you in the united states i mean they're coming into our working class communities we have to do something we have to stand yeah. up so i'm hoping that this documentary shines a light on this on this issue of what happens when you don't have a strong border you have cartels living on, amongst americans and this is happening in my hometown up there in in palmdale so i really encourage people to watch it it's it's on carteldoc.com we, we have our own website we cartels. don't want to deal yeah carteldoc.com yeah we didn't want to rely on youtube because they censor us they Shadow Banner. Sure. So, cartodoc.com, you could get the trailer. So, send it to family and friends, and you have the full documentary. And like I said, Chad, there's a huge misconception problem because people think, oh, well, it's, it's just pot. It's not a big deal. It's just two right. hippie dudes listening to Bob Marley smoking joints. They have no idea the <laughs> yeah. huge criminal enterprise that's connected. Thank you for doing that. Yes, sir. Yes, Can't sir. wait to check that out. Um, cartelsdoc.com. Uh, give me a TikTok, Chris. I need one. <laughs> My second grade boys are officially obsessed with nail polish. So I let them know about the nail polish that Olive and June sent me, and they were like, Mr. Morris, you have to bring us some. And I was like, oh my goodness, I did not expect this. And then a day later, I had another scholar come in and he was like, I have glitter nail polish at home, but I couldn't wear it to school. And then the next day he came in and he was like, turns out the glitter nail polish is really hard to get off. So look at my nails. And I was like, wow, those are beautiful. 
Chad, can I say this? Can, yeah. we, can we abolish white liberals already? Like, <laughs> like am I allowed to say that? As <laughs> no, you can't because they're, they have the most guilt. Like, like they really are just in a battle within themselves. Um, it's, it's crazy. Um, just beta male vibes as soon as that video starts. dude. I mean, talk about being a cuck. The, uh, this kind of thing, this is why like, somebody on Instagram called me. They said, said I'm a candidate for governor. This, uh, this, I'm just a redneck homophobe. And I'm like, no, I make fun of everybody. I, don't, I mean, I don't care who you sleep with. I really don't care. But I am going to make fun of you. Like, you want to be equal to everybody. And nor I look, uh, I mean, I'm, then be equal. That means I get to equally make fun of you. Uh, that's the way it goes. Um, I wonder what his fingers smell like. Oh. I mean, <laughs> where you like, been sticking those fingers, no, but, teacher? But like you said, it's like you know we don't care who you sleep with, but don't push that on to my kids. Yeah, you I had know, a conversation. We were talking about earlier this week um, about I guess it was yesterday with Ariel Scarcella mm -hmm. about this couple that was talking to me, and they they had a perception that I was some you know well known conservative guy, and therefore I must hate gay people and, and all this kind of stuff. And I said, no, we don't care. I, I said, literally, no one I know gives a rat's ass. Yeah about your sexual preference and lifestyle. I said, but now you start legislating things mm -hmm. and cramming it down our throats so that, so that you know, you judge my lifestyle. I mean, I, I guarantee you there's things I do in my lifestyle that, that people want, don't approve of. Right. And there are people, we just took a shot of tequila. Hey, we're going to do it again, too. There are, people, <laughs> there are people who don't approve of that. I get it all the time. Oh, you drink on the show and la, 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 la. Okay, you don't approve of my lifestyle. But that doesn't matter. That's not going to change it. I'm not going to. I'm not forcing you, you. Mm -hmm. to do something that I do. That's the difference right there. And again, those 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 the lefties are the progressives are always after the kids. They're always whether it's Sesame Street and the vaccine. Oh man. It whether it's this kind of stuff. It's you know drag queen story hour, uh, whatever it may be. I mean they started you know it, abortion wasn't enough. Now they got to go after the kids and indoctrinate them as well. And and by the way, this is in my opinion among other things. Not only the hypersexualization of a generation, a younger generation, but also this is a form of population control. Arizona Christian University came out with a study the other day that said that 39 percent of 18 to 24 year olds identify as LGBTQ. Now, that, that's, mm. that's, that's, that's stupid. But see, they changed the definitions and put you on a certain spectrum like the gender unicorn right. or the, uh, the gender bear or whatever it was. Genderbred. I don't even know. Uh, but anyway, that's what they're doing. They're changing the definitions. And so guess what? All your kids are gay. All of them. All of your kids are gay. That's the deal. We'll be right back. All the kids are trans. <laughs> yeah. Jorge, where all can people find you? So right now, the best spots to find me is on Instagram at Jorge Ventura TV. We're also on Twitter. So if you guys want the breaking news real time, it would be Ventura Report on Twitter. Then Jorge Ventura TV on Instagram. I'm going right there right now. Jorge yes, Ventura. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, I misspelled. Why can I not spell Ventura? <laughs> I keep thinking there's supposed to be a, a, a B in there. No, there. but it'd be fantastic. We do, you know, all of our frontline reporting videos always go to social right media there, always yeah. on twitter so um the, i think the audience would really appreciate what they see and especially our frontline border coverage it's good stuff man mm -hmm. thank you for doing what you're doing and you're always mm -hmm. welcome here yes, get, sir. Your, get your ass out of california move to texas <laughs> i want you here okay um 
Hey, leave a rating and review. Five stars is what we take. It's all we'll, all we'll accept. Uh, go where podcasts are offered, specifically Apple Podcasts, and leave a good review. Here's one from Cheeseburgers Are Delicious. Not wrong. Uh, great show, informative and entertaining. It's on my list for commuting. Makes the trip fly by. Well, we appreciate that, and uh, keep on doing what you're doing. Remember what I told you. What are, you, what are your marching orders this week? Go to watchchad.com. That's where all the fun stuff is. Sign up with your email address. Come out and see me live. We got shows coming up all over the place. Schulenburg, Texas on the 28th. We got Vider, Texas on the 10th of December. And Arlington and Houston coming up in campaign events at Prather2022.com. But the marching orders every day, chadprather.com going forward. I love y'all. God bless you. We will be back tomorrow and get off the rails Thursday. Bye. Bye.